Before we get started, if you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let us explain. Anchor has the tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast straight from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hi, I produced the show and I'm just here real quick to remind everyone that social media went live last week. Um, S4M podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. I also want to remind anyone listening that if you enjoy the show, please leave us a review. Five stars would be amazing. Uh, besides that, if you'd like to help us out, you can also donate using the link in either our bio or in the description down below. Uh, above all else, just thank you for listening. It's extremely rewarding when we see people interacting, listening, donating, because a lot of work goes into the show. And thank you for your continued support. And please enjoy today's episode. Love you, I guess. Bye. Welcome back to another week's episode of Searching for MacGuffin with your host, George. Gabe. And Link. He's back, y'all. He is back and stronger than ever. Yes. Um, after fighting a Balrog um, that almost... Killed all of us. Yeah, pretty much. It was. It was a and not just a boxer, a big giant <laughs> dragon thing. It was an ordeal. Um, but and we just left him there. We didn't even try helping him out. Well, he told us to fly. Yeah. But, yeah, fly, you fools. Come on. Yeah, but I felt I felt kind of guilty. I did it. It's okay. I've returned. So, but I'm happy to be back and happy to be chatting with you guys again. Glad you're back, buddy. Yeah. Also, that episode that you guys did. <laughs> Without me I last lo- week, I loved it. The show, the episode oh, no, about like nothing, two weeks ago. The episode about nothing, yeah, mm. that one. It made me feel, I don't know. I had some FOMO while I was gone, <laughs> yeah. on like with COVID and mm. vacation. Um, but like listening to the episode when I came back, I was like, man, I love you guys. Also, like you guys prefaced it with like, man, we talk so much crap about you on the episode, <laughs> oh, and yeah. I'm like, hmm, <laughs> yeah, you went in like. You did not have high expectations. Yeah, and then I listened to it while I was working out. I'm like, I was just like smiling in the gym. People were like, bro, this guy's what's this guy smiling at? What's this creep look smiling at? <laughs> yeah. Got yeah. you smiling like that. But yeah, I'm happy to be back. Yeah, yeah. We talked to you up real good for those that didn't um, hear that episode. You can go back and listen to it. I know. It's an episode about nothing, right? Yeah, the show about nothing. Or a show about nothing. Yeah. So, But today's show definitely does have a topic. And... I think enough time has passed that we're ready to talk about it. We've talked about shows. We've talked about our different habits. And one of the things that keeps coming back is the Netflix binge. So if you're into the show, you probably already finished watching it a few weeks ago, if not recently. And that is Cobra Kai. Strike first. No mercy. That's the last part. It's okay. Yeah. Well, so what is what is the whole thing? Strike first, strike hard, no mercy. Strike hard? It sounds cooler. Like, when you break it down, it's like, it's not that deep. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, the, I also like the font that they have, like, in the dojo. It just, it just looks epic. Yeah, yeah. So, Cobra Kai. And on a greater note, the Karate Kid universe? Yeah. The Miyagi-verse. The Miyagi-verse. The Miyagi-verse, because you're right. There's the, uh, that other universe. Mm-hmm. That other... There's another world where Jaden Smith... The Jackie Chan-verse. That's right. Would that only, like, consist of one film? Because isn't he Miyagi in that one, too, as well? Is his last No, name? he's not Miyagi. Okay, he's definitely. literally a completely different mentor. Oh, and it's in China too. It's not in Japan. Yeah, yeah correct. It's like kung yeah. fu, and it's That's not even it's not even karate. It's kung yeah. fu. Yeah, they they just call it the Karate Kid for some. I think the kids like make fun of him, and they're like, "Oh, you Karate Kid or whatever." And I think that's like the rationale for the. But it, he doesn't even. That like was karate. what twenty ten. So yeah, yeah, I think so. Oh dang, that was a long time ago. I watched that on a plane going to Guam. I watched that on Netflix whenever it came. Yeah, we out. watched like, it together. Oh, we did? Yeah. When was that? Movie theaters. I don't know when. Yeah, no, I did not. You guys watch... went to the theaters? I did today? not go to the movie theaters. Yeah, we did. No. I, wa- I watched it at home with you because you were like, you got to watch this kick. Like, it's like a Pele kick or something. Is that what finishes oh, yeah. the. Yeah. Yeah. But you had Maybe I watched seen it with it. my sister then. You guys. I don't. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. I won't speak. Because I remember her. I watched it with her because there's a Red Hot Chili Pepper song. I'd be like, oh, look at that. Yeah, no, but that happened at home when we watched it again. Yeah, because I was like, oh, look at that. Did you guys like the movie? At first, I, I mean, I remember. I've only watched it that one time. Yeah. No, you didn't. You watched it with us at home. I've watched it twice, I guess. And I liked, I liked I, <laughs> I remember liking it. I thought it was fine, but I watched it like way after like its home release. Mm-hmm. Like, like I said, I when it, whenever it came out on Netflix, probably for the first time, it was like, oh, remember they made a Karate Kid movie? And I was like, yeah, that's cool. I like Jackie Chan. And then Link was like, no, nah, man, this kick. And also... Like a Red Hot Chili Pepper song, I'm just gonna throw that into the story because he brought it up. I'm just gonna pretend like I knew that was part of the story the whole time. So yeah. So that's not the Miyagi verse. That's uh... the the Ke- well, whoever... Jackie Chan's uh, name verse, character's name verse. Yeah. We'll see what happens down the road. You think that? Well, we'll talk about that. Yeah. But you think you think they'll back out of what they've said? The I don't think it will be like like I think like, I think we discussed it. Maybe like. It is an actual movie in the mm-hmm. Miyagi verse or something like that. Yeah. Well, the one connecting thread is that Will Smith produced that movie and this show, right? So yeah, there's too much synergy there. In order for Will Smith and his son to be in the movie, like they, he asked for, uh, he asked to be a producer of the of the whole franchise. Really? Yeah. Oh wow. Oh, that was a bold move. And that's why that's why he's who would have thought that would pay off though? Like ten years later? Yeah. Like eight years. Later. It was like, oh, you're making Cobra Kai. Um, I'm in it. Pay me. I mean, it's money, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I mean, all I'm saying is, I wouldn't be surprised if they make it, if he okay. makes an appearance. I, either. Okay. How would you feel? I f- I would appreciate it to be honest. With depends you. on how they do it. I would appreciate it, but I think it depends on how they do it. It doesn't oh, even depend on me because, like, I mean, if you get Jackie Chan, bro, no, no, that's what you do. Usually, you bring Jaden Smith in the next All Valley, but he's wearing a white Batman costume. <laughs> <laughs> why does? Why did I have the same exact thought? I I I didn't have a fully formed thought, but it did involve a white Batman costume. Yeah. It wasn't necessarily in the old valley, but like even if he's just walking around, he's in a white Batman costume. What was your first experience with the Karate Kid franchise? I don't think it was the the uh, Jackie Chan movie. So let's go back to nineteen eighty five, right? None of us were. I mean, well, Gabriel, I wasn't, and I, Gabriel and I weren't. Born. I was <laughs> yeah. conceived. I, I meant go back to the film from nineteen eighty five. Obviously, you weren't around. I was. I was one, but. Let's go back to the original Karate Kid movie. 
1985. What was your first experience? Even though, yes, it was not in the year 1985. Most of our listeners wouldn't have seen it in 1985. I, I believe I've only seen one Karate Kid movie, the original one. And I've only seen it in Telemundo. So in Spanish, <laughs> growing up, we didn't have cable. So Saturday nights, like I just watched whatever movie was being played in Telemundo in Spanish. Yeah. Which is pretty cool because I would, <laughs> that's how I watched Karate Kid and a lot of the John claude Van Damme movies like Bloodsport. And- wow, that's interesting because it's like, I remember a lot of Arnold movies. And Arnold movies, on, yeah. On yeah, Telemundo. Telemundo yeah. And it's like, that's how, that's basically how I watched them the first time was just on Telemundo in Spanish okay, with a dub. So I've never seen. I don't uh, know if we discussed this before, but what happens if it's, if he says, hasta la vista, baby. They translate it to English. I don't remember. See you later, baby. <laughs> the, the Spanish actor says that. <laughs> but yeah, I've never seen Karate Kid in English. Because I've only seen that one, the first one in Telemundo. And no, and I've seen the second one too, because the second one's in Japan, right? Yeah. Yeah. I remember. You saw I remember that one in English or Spanish? No, Spanish as well. They're just blank looks across me and Gabriel's faces. This hadn't come up before. And we're just like, oh, so you've never seen the Karate Kid? In, okay. In English, yeah. I have very vague recollections of it. I watched a lot of movies growing up, and most of them were not, like, for my age group. So, like, I think we've talked about how much I love, like, Terminator 2. And I guess it, what is age-appropriate is, like, Batman, Batman Returns. Yeah. But, like, I I moved away from, like, kids' movies. Not that they're bad, because I actually love them now as an adult. But, like, E.T., it was, like, one of the first tapes that I had, and I watched it so much that I just got sick of that movie. And... So I didn't watch a lot of kids' movies, or at least movies aimed at my demographic. So I remember watching Karate Kid, but it wasn't like a super big deal to me. Like, it was like, yeah, that movie's good and stuff. And like, I vaguely remember two, and I don't have a recollection of three at all. I know I must have seen them, because I think I saw all of them, including the next Karate Kid. I didn't, I knew there was a three, but I thought the three that I had in mind was a Hillary Swank version. Yeah, mm-hmm. the next Karate yeah. Kid. So when, in the newest season, they introduced this character from season Three, I was like, what? <laughs> Where did this come from? <laughs> and they have like flashbacks because my wife too, she didn't remember any of this. So she's like, where are these flashbacks from? Yeah, like, that's how I was. I'm like, where is yeah. this from? Yeah, It's not in Spanish. <laughs> I feel like you could have figured <laughs> that one out though. Um, I think for me, when I, my dad is like a big like movie fan. And mm. I mean, he loves movies from the 80s. I mean, right. who doesn't? Um, I don't know. People from now. But I really, I mean, like like you, I mean, I was pretty young, and the things I remembered was like Johnny in the skeleton costume, um, yeah, Daniel in the, uh, being the the shower curtain, like the the shower curtain, mm. and and in the final tournament, I remember that too. Um, I'm sorry, I know this might be a digression, but mm-hmm. can I talk about how like disappointed I am that my Fortnite skin of Johnny Lawrence doesn't have a skeleton costume? They have skins? No, I mean, like, you know, the generic, like... Yeah, they have Cobra Kai skins. They do? Yeah. I feel like... Oh, you didn't, Oh, you were away with COVID. Oh, I've was, been gone, man. Oh, man, it was a big deal here. Like, us and producer Dan Link were here, like, when they dropped, like... And they stealth dropped for us. At least I didn't know they were coming. So it was just, like, one day we turned on the game, it was, like, Cobra Kai was coming out. Yeah, on Friday, and it was, like, Thursday night. They have Cobra Kai skins? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. What do they have? Okay, so they don't really have, like... I don't, well, remember what you, the point you were going to make, because I'm sorry, I kind of interrupted you. No, but go ahead. 
but um like they basically had like a bunch of models and you choose your like your 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 dojo so you can choose from a series of like different looking characters oh like you the, can play, like the soccer yeah thing? So, yeah like the soccer thing exactly mm-hmm. like the sports ones so basically like they have like a jonesy one that looks like johnny lawrence oh, okay and then you can put them in a miyagi do cobra kai or eagle fang uh dojo. No, they get away for the other seasons and they give you more jobs yeah that's actually how like me and dan got leaked that um eagle fang would be in red geese because we got the johnny lawrence oh. skin and then you can put them in any of the three hmm geese and they well, had the red eagle fan. i keep saying i'm gonna go back to fortnite with all the like naruto skins and spider-man skins yeah. and and i haven't yet but uh, i will try okay <laughs> put an asterisk um, on that anyways continue. but yeah um i mean the crane kick is yeah. iconic and they have the crane kick by the way are you serious yeah they have the crane kick. Okay, and it plays the song you're the best and that's the thing man those, those movies have great music Do we have to pay someone to sing that song or are we good I, we can sing it. Oh, okay. But we if if we can't have someone sing it. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Not getting sued, baby. Pretty sure that's how copyright works. <laughs> and uh, so I complete. I didn't really remember the sequels. Mm-hmm. Um, so when this show had come out, I think it was the set. Like they had two seasons had come out. Yeah. And I think they had moved over to Netflix. Mm-hmm. And that had took me to basically rewatch. Yeah. Um, two and three. I did not remember two at all um and three i remember terry silver being crazy and like i remember that daniel like joins cobra kai but other than that i didn't really remember it i didn't remember that at all man that was a complete blank space in my mind so going back i was like oh wow which is a terrible story by the way but anyways like him joining cobra Kai. yeah that's i don't give in to your anger it's basically palpatine yeah why does he join cobra kai because Miyagi won't teach him um an aggressive style something like that he's kind of like oh because i think there's like a a bully or something yeah and and Miyagi just is like i'm not going to i'm not going to show you like how to fight back or something like that he's like cuz Miyagi do is like only oh. for defense like, yeah but this is bully no karate like yeah he's like a everyone knows karate and, and karate kid in the Miyagi yeah, verse in, in California but everyone knows karate that's yeah. true but yeah, um, so that's my experience. I think I remember the first one and then two and three, not really. So I mm-hmm. had to go back and watch them and rewatching them gave me a good um, foothold for watching the show. That's interesting that you mentioned that everyone in California knows karate. Was that not your experience, Link? You lived in in California. Do they are, are they not all part of like a Gracie gym now? Because <laughs> <laughs> like you went to California and you were like immediately in a Gracie gym. That's like just that a few good. months into it so it's like everyone learning martial arts in california that, that that's you're right on that one <laughs> everyone and we all made fun of karate because yeah. they told me it was uh the inferior martial arts yeah because the show hadn't come back and like made it hip again right you know? true yeah now kids are learning karate. you know let's talk about that the cultural touchstone of the karate kid causing an entire generation of kids to sign up for karate classes because i know you guys watch these movies like wait in a like after the fact, mm-hmm. but I know when I was growing up, like everybody wanted to take karate classes because of the Karate Kid movies. Have you experienced this? Did you know about this? Or I mean, I always wanted to take karate classes, but my mom never liked violence. So never. didn't you? Didn't you once take a 
self defense class. Yeah, because my kind. my neighbor. <laughs> please, <gave> please. Share. <laughs> so I had a neighbor who was in v- he he was in the Vietnam War. Mm-hmm. This guy, I believe, he suffered from PTSD because there was always uh, he was always causing some sort of trouble in the neighborhood. Right, mm-hmm. nothing bad, but I was like. There was always there was conflict. Yeah, there was something off about him. Mm -hmm. Uh, But my parents were nice, and they, you know, they befriended their neighbor, and eventually told them, "Oh yeah, I got. I'm teaching the next door kids how to do taekwondo." Mm -hmm. And like, do you want me to teach your son? And my dad thought it was a good idea. I don't think my mom liked it. How old are you? I was like eleven, twelve, thirteen. Okay. And so they let me do it because it was by my neighbor. And we go right behind our house. There was a park, and that's it. I did it twice, and he made me fight a girl. <laughs> yeah, because how many students were in the it class? It was three. It was me, my neighbor, who's a girl, and her her brother, her younger brother, who was big. It was still bigger. Was it than was me. it this guy's kids? No, no, oh, no, no. It was it was neighbor, like this, the neighbor from. The, this sounds like Cobra Kai on a budget. <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally it was. It yeah, it's how it started. Because you know, even then, Johnny Lawrence can't find a proper place to right. <laughs> Um, remember Johnny Lawrence starts teaching yeah. Eagle Fang in the park, this so that's guy, how it yeah. felt. Except yeah. I didn't want to fight a girl, and then like he would also teach boxing. Yeah, and we would give us boxing gloves, and he would make me box this girl, and she was older than me, like maybe by two years. But I still felt really weird because I grew up like learning. My my dad told me you don't hit women, so I just let her beat me up. <laughs> well, Miyagi Do is only for defense. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I guess you should have had Miyagi though. I should have, yeah. yeah. Your neighbor's like, your neighbor had the Vietnam War. Yeah, this guy John- was probably with John Kreese. and John <laughs> and Johnny Lawrence had Daniel son kicking him in the face. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'd never like only that, but even then, my mom never let me do any form of martial arts. Yeah, yeah, my mom wasn't big on martial arts either. You know, let me take class. I think actually, I think my younger brother. I think she softened up on it later, like I was already older. And he was like, yeah, I want." we started taking classes in Miami, Dade, and I was like, I don't know what I was taking, like, piano and language. And he's like, I want to do karate. And she let him do it. but And he got to do it. But um, I do have a story. Of, I had a friend of mine who told me their story when Cobra Kai came out. They're like the biggest Karate Kid fan. And they told me, you know what my Karate Kid story is? I, I love those movies. And I like worship daniel son and miyagi and like i joined karate because of that and then when i was in karate class the new karate kid movie came out and we were so excited we're like a new karate kid movie oh we love all three because you know he was so young he didn't know the difference he loved all three of them like Mm -hmm. he was all in right so then it was time for his dojo to go watch the premiere of the next karate kid he went with a dojo yeah and that was so the dojo went and they saw Hillary Swank become the new Karate Kid. And he was like, this was different. <laughs> <laughs> and he was just like, as a child, confused, like, Daniel's not in the movie anymore. And it's a girl now. I guess it's still Karate Kid. I guess I still love it. Yeah, I guess it's still okay. And it's funny, like, when we talk about fandom and... Reaching that moment when you're like, maybe I outgrew this, or maybe it outgrew me. Mm. You know, like, this is a step too far. I cannot continue along this journey in the exact <laughs> same way. And I think for him, that was the next Karate Kid. It just, Karate class, 
It never tasted the same after the next Karate Kid. <laughs> so that was our experience with the original uh, trilogy or quadrology, right? Is that a word? Yeah, series. Pretty sure it's a, a word. Yeah, you learn something new every day. Yeah, the more yeah. you know. So if you haven't learned anything, our listeners or viewers, as Link says, quadrology. So I think I only know that because of the Pitch Black series of movies, which I can't even think of. There's four of them. The what? <laughs> the Pitch Black movies. Pitch Black. Yeah, I think it was like Pitch Black, Chronicles of Riddick. Oh, the Riddick, Dark yeah. Fury. And then I think they included Escape, four? Escape from Butcher Bay, the video game. Oh. <laughs> I think they were like, it's a the Riddick quadrology. <laughs> Anyways. So, so then came the show, right? And I think you touched a little bit of Bonnet Gabe. But what was your introduction to Cobra Kai? I um, I had heard about it on YouTube Red. Did you guys hear about YouTube Red? Yeah, I knew about it because of YouTube Red, but I didn't pay for YouTube Red. So I'm right. like, I'm not going to watch this. Yeah, YouTube Red was just kind of like, I have to pay for YouTube, bro. I got yeah. YouTube for free, bro. <laughs> what isn't the opposite of the point of YouTube? Yeah, I'm just like, eh, what? I didn't really understand it. Like I knew it was a show, but it's like, when was it? 2018? Yeah. It wasn't on Netflix or it wasn't like on like a major streaming site. And I was just like, I'm not, I mean, I don't really have access to this, so I'm not probably not going to watch it. Right. And I mean, I don't know. I think it had been so much time had passed since I had seen Karate Kid that it didn't stoke a fire in me to jump on it and go watch it. Right. I thought the concept was super, was cool. Like, oh, wow. To do a sequel series. Is it weird though? I didn't, I knew the pitch was like Johnny Lawrence is back and he's like down out on his luck and he gets a second chance at Cobra Kai and we're going to see the story like from the villain's perspective, like anti-hero. I got all that. Is it weird that I didn't know that LaRusso was on the show like for years, for the next two years that it was on YouTube? Yeah, I didn't know. I thought it was just him. Yeah. I thought it was just Johnny Lawrence. Did you know LaRusso was on the show? I didn't know. No, I didn't know anything about the show. Yeah. Oh, you didn't know anything? Because I had seen the trailer for I mean, season one. Yeah, I knew yeah. that they were both on the show, but that's it. I didn't Is know he in the trailer? I, I didn't know how much he was going to be on the show. not in the trailer for season one, and I don't think I even saw the trailer for season two, because at that point, a year had passed, and I had already decided, I'm not watching this show. Not because I wasn't interested, because it got really good reviews, too. And I had one kid at school, a student, who was like, this show is awesome. If you love Karate Kid, you're going to love this show. But again... I didn't love Karate Kid, so I was like, oh, that's cool. Hopefully, I'll watch it, but I was even to the point where, like, I'm not going to get a 30-day trial for YouTube Red because I'm going to forget to cancel it, and it's not going to be worth it. If I end up paying for one month of YouTube Red, I'm going to feel ripped off because I think it speaks a lot to the value that the consumer looks for on a streaming service because that was, like, the only thing that I knew they made. Had, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what am I playing? And they were trying to like, oh, you don't get ads on YouTube and stuff like that and perks like that. And I'm like, you control those perks, okay? I don't, YouTube didn't used to have so much ads. So now you want me to pay for what, you know, what was free before. But so I missed it for two years. I think we all missed it for two years, right? Yeah, I didn't watch it until Gabriel told me to watch it. With that being said, it was successful on YouTube, Red. It had a lot of viewers and it had, and it sold subscriptions and it had great reviews. So I had always thought like, oh, it failed on YouTube Red, and that's why they had to like pivot to Netflix. Mm-hmm. But they were actually looking to A, widen their market, and B, by the time season three rolled around, YouTube Red was out of the original content. 
So this was like the one successful thing they had. But like you can't have a whole platform on just one show. Because I don't even think they knew where they were going with that. Mm-hmm. It was red, and then they turned into like to what premium by yeah. the time the second season came out. Yeah, and they rebranded. Yeah, like a bunch, and they were. And question. what are they now? Like YouTube TV or something? Yeah, and they bundled like Google Play Music, but people didn't know that. And they had, I think, like different tiers. Like they had premium and like plus, and I don't know. It was kind of a mess. It was hard mm-hmm. to follow. Question: Do we have Cobra Kai because of that one joke and? How I Met Your Mother with Barney Simpson, how he talks about the real hero of Cobra, of, of the Karate Kid being Johnny Lawrence and not Daniel LaRusso. Yeah, and then Zapka eventually like shows up, up for his show. Yeah, yeah, shows up for his bachelor party, I believe. Yeah. I feel I, like that's how people did, started. Working. Did you ever feel that way or like or Karate Kid wasn't that big of a deal that you just never thought of it like that? Meaning what? Like how Johnny's like the victim? No, I never, no, I never, I never... I never thought about Karate Kid yeah, yeah, growing yeah. up. Yeah, like no, I never really. I don't think I don't think that's true. I think that's a funny take. I don't think it's true. I do actually. When I went back and saw the movie, because I went back and saw the first one, mm-hmm. Gabriel did a deep dive. He's like, I saw two. I saw three. Let's get stars. I need access to. <laughs> I need all of it. Let's I go. need access to all of it. I was like, bro, that's a lot of hours, man. I don't know. I remember being traumatized as a child. I don't want to relive that. I think I might eventually at this point. I was in the pandemic, so I was like, I'm. <laughs> Give it to me. Oh, yeah. I think we said we were going to inform our listeners that if you are looking to rewatch these movies, they're all on Peacock, apparently. So, Peacock. If you have. NBC. If you have. <laughs> okay. If you have Peacock with your cable provider, go ahead and watch the Karate Kid movies. If you don't, please don't pay for Peacock. I'm sorry. That's my hot take. It's true. Yeah. It's not worth the money. But was this show created because of that joke? I think you convinced me of that, like. A couple of weeks ago, like you, you brought it up and I was like, you know what? That makes a lot of sense. I think especially because Zapka's actually on How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. So I feel like he was like, I can make money off of this. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I know he executive produced this show and it was kind of his brainchild. I'm not sure if um, Ralph Macho was on board from the beginning. So because it's his show and he's the protagonist, I believe it. I but believe but it. Ralph Macho was also in How I Met Your Mother. Was he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What does Remember? he do? Remember, you think, oh, I brought you the Karate Kid, and it's it's Ralph Macchio. It's like, oh, that's not the real Karate Kid. Oh wow! And then at the end of the episode, like I think Zapka was uh, disguised as as someone. the clown. Yeah, as a clown. A clown yeah. yeah. And I only remember the Zapka part. Wow, I've tried to block out several of the past like late seasons of How I Met Your Mother because <laughs> that's like I don't think we'll be doing a How I Met Your Mother episode ever, but. We can, do, we can do it right now. Oh, actually, no, because they're they're doing a How I Met Your Father, right? Oh, and I heard that wasn't good either. Oh yeah. Oh, why is that out already? Yeah. Some episode. I'm not sure if all of it is out, but some oh episodes no, are out. is that Hillary Duff? Hillary How- Duff, yeah. What? Oh yeah. Oh no, How I Met episode incoming. I wonder how many of you listens we'll get for that one. It'll be our most popular episode. Watch it, will. Yeah. I think if we tie with Lizzie McGuire, it'll be our most popular episode. Oh, Lizzie. Wow. Oh, I, w- I wanted to see that. Yeah, they canceled that project. It was too edgy for Disney+. Plus. <laughs> <laughs> We're all just pondering what could have been the Lizzie McGuire. I was just thinking of her friend that... Didn't her friend go crazy? Miranda? Was that her name? The I think brun- you're thinking about Sex in the City. No, the brun- in the brunette. In oh, the, the black I lady. About her friend. Yeah, she went crazy. I don't crazy. remember her name. Not that she went crazy, but I think she started doing drugs. And like stuff in real like life? Like, yeah, the like the actress? Yeah, like the actress. Started spiraling. Yes. I mean, you don't need everyone to do a reunion show. 
Yeah. I mean, they were moving forward. Without, you just you just need Gordo, right? Never seen Les McGuire, so I, I don't understand anything. Huh? Why do you have a shocked look on your face? Oh, yeah. I'm, okay, that, that I'm makes significately yeah, older. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that's a sense. Disney that Channel sense. show. Yeah. You know, I never even grew up watching Disney Channel shows. Like, I don't even know if they had them when I was growing up like that. Yeah. I, mean, I, don't, I, don't, think they, yeah, I don't think they yeah. did. Yeah. I mean, that was like, what, 6 a.m. for me before going to school eating breakfast watching Lizzie McGuire? And then, yeah. Yeah, I never had that experience. The only thing I had was movies like... The Karate Kid, which is what we're talking about here today. Ooh. So, uh, so what was your experience season to season? We finally watched one. I think we established we all saw one and two together, back to back, right? The two YouTube breads. They eventually debuted on Netflix, which was their new home, in anticipation for season three. That comes out a couple of months before season three. What was your initial reaction to season one and two? Yeah, I mean, I started watching it. Mainly through word of mouth. I heard, I heard some people like at work talking about it. And then I heard one client that, because I worked at a physical therapy clinic. Mm-hmm. And this one guy was just raving about it. He was like, man, that show is so good. And I'm just like, and it's on Netflix. And he's like, yeah, I just got on Netflix. And I'm like, all right, I'll do it. I watched a couple episodes. And I, like I was in it. And then because the first two were out. So like I binged it real quick. And going back, I think we talked about binging before. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I try to do the whole like restraint thing and like be happy week to week. I love binging. Shows. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I think we're gonna talk about. I think I might have changed my perspective with some shows that we're watching, but we'll we're gonna talk about that in the weeks to come. Yeah, and so so I started watching it, and season one. I mean, straight off the bat, like, um, seeing what became of of Johnny Lawrence's life. Yeah. And like with the flashbacks as well, it'll, it also helped put it, put it into perspective. Um, I was like, man, this is, this is a different take. Like I wasn't used to this. Yeah. Yeah. After such like, and I don't know, there's something about like, it could be nostalgia or whatever, but it's like, it's such an iconic movie. Yeah. And like franchise, I guess that you go back and revisit and it's like, you see these characters and like going back to it all these years later. Mm -hmm. It's to me, it's, it's crazy. And, and the way that they approached it, it wasn't too, it didn't take itself too seriously. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what happens throughout yeah. the whole show. And that was something I really appreciated. Like it knew what it was and it just went with it. And I mean, I, I enjoyed that from the, from the get go. And I didn't even know um, Ralph Macchio was in it. I didn't know Daniel was in yeah, it. Yeah, I was surprised. And so I see him in the car dealership and I'm like, huh. Oh, we doing this? Yeah. And I was just like, oh, okay. Wow, I wasn't expecting. I don't know why that took me by surprise so much. I thought he was gonna jump in and out too, but like being almost like the antagonist of the show. I don't know why. I thought they would be like. I thought there would be. What's the word I'm looking for? Apprehension, to put Daniel Larusso like in yeah. that yeah in that before role. you make yeah. it his show. Mm-hmm. Because I thought it was gonna be like, here's this loser who thinks he's the hero, you know. But now we're starting to recontextualize things and 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 see that yeah maybe that because you go back you asked me this and I don't think I fully answered that question did I see Johnny as a victim I I think I do now because you see just how impatient and like how stubborn Daniel is in that first movie and like he really he yes he's being bullied and that's like inexcusable and at the end like Johnny Lawrence is way worse of a human being to Daniel than vice versa. But, like, yeah, some of those things that he does, like, 
what Daniel does with the hose mm-hmm. at the party is like, yeah, you don't deserve to get beat up, but like you were asking for it. Like who does that? Like you literally ruined his party for no reason. I think it's funny that you mentioned that. Will uh, John Johnny Lawrence is a lot worse of a human being than Larusso? Yeah, because I watched season one, and I was surprised at how easily I was convinced. <laughs> like, uh, otherwise, otherwise, I'm like, man, Johnny Lawrence is awesome. I hate Daniel Larusso. <laughs> no, yeah, same. Yeah, I'm like, Whoa, I hate Daniel. I hate okay. this guy. Okay, but from a cool factor though, right? Because one thing that is a problem, and I think is still kind of an unaddressed problem, is like this guy is like a deadbeat alcoholic, right? Like, yeah. I when is Johnny gonna address being like seriously in need for like substance rehabilitation? Season five, probably. Okay, you think we'll get there? You think or do you think it's like they're just gonna ignore I don't know, but I've said it multiple times, like, bro, this guy is an alcoholic. Yeah. Like he has a problem because it's literally just and I don't know if it's I don't know if that's something that they that they're gonna address because it's pretty prevalent throughout the whole show. And I th- I yeah. guess he's gotten better. I don't know, man, because I feel like they always go out of their way to put one beer too many in the scene. You know, to leave them all crumbled up in the background and for him to do something stupid because he's drunk. Well, I mean, that's true. But I also feel like they they have those scenes where he starts getting his life together. He, gets, he starts trying to clean up his act. Yeah. And he's literally cleaning up his house. He's cleaning up his room, throwing all the beer cans away. Yeah. And then something happens that sets him off and he's just back to the right, drinking. They keep, they keep letting him fall off the wagon. And yeah. the- but I'm, I'm trying to, re- yeah, I'm trying to remember. I... This season was it? Was it prevalent? This season was like was it a lot? It was like subtle. I think I it was feel. like in social but even, settings. But, with, even, but even then, you he, can also tell that there's a big moment that is caused by his alcoholism. I don't know if you remember yeah, when after, he after he gets beat up. Yeah, and he like he thanks like he tells Miguel that he loves him, but he, he says Robbie. Yeah, he says Robbie, and he, it was like he was drinking. Yeah, yeah, he was drunk. Yeah, he was drunk. After I thought he, he was. Just, I thought he just got. Just so beat up then. He did, and then he went to get drunk. Yeah, and then he went to get drunk. He went, makes sense. You know, drown your problems away. Yeah. And, but they did uh, show that in this, in season four, they did show that, I guess, drinking is, he has a, some sort of connection with his father. Yeah. Remember when, they, when he was holding that box of all his father's Correct. things? One yeah. of the things that he's holding is in, that's inside that box is a beer can. Yeah. A can that, beer. Because that's why it's like a cycle. Like he, yeah. he inherits that's that. It's like the sins of your father. Right. Thing, yeah. Exactly. But I feel like they, they've established that it is a problem, but I don't know that they've established that it's one that he needs to break. You know what I mean? It's like what you said, like, yeah, he's cleaned up and he stopped up drinking so much, but he's never been like, I have a serious problem yeah. that needs to be addressed. It's almost like reverse Tony Stark in a sense where like Tony's not an alcoholic in the Marvel films because they were like, we don't want to address this. Like we don't, it, it becomes the story. If he's an alcoholic, then the movies have to be about like, him sobering up, but here he is an alcoholic, and four they seasons in, they it feels like they're. It's not about that, you know. But I do think that maybe in season five, maybe yeah, maybe they especially will. now that he, it seems like he's gonna, uh, rekindle his his relationship with Robbie, mm-hmm. his son. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's one of the ways of improving the relationship, realizing that hey, alcohol has caused so much trauma in my life, so much pain. Let me get rid of this so I can have a better connection with my son. That's why I thought maybe they address it in season five. Yeah, a I, rehab season. I was thinking maybe that, but also like, but also probably. I not. thought he was gonna go like find Miguel. You can do both. So that, I mean, I thought like the situation that you were saying, how he's gonna rekindle, but I thought he was gonna do that with Miguel as Miguel searches for his father, or maybe he takes Robbie. I don't know. Mm. 
So season one and two. I liked season one. I really, like I said, I ended up, I don't want to use the word, the term falling in love, but I really ended up liking mm-hmm. uh, Johnny Lawrence a lot. I'm like, man, yeah. this guy's so much cooler. So you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't say that like you were in love with Johnny Lawrence? No, no, he's not my but lover. He was your lover? I would. <laughs> okay. Maybe not my lover, but. <laughs> but I did think. It's too late. You agreed. But I'm like, All right, fine. <laughs> but man, I was like, man, I, because he's such a badass, right? Mm-hmm. Compared to compared to Danny LaRusso and I know I've told you guys this, about this but every time Danny LaRusso does karate I feel like he looks like an idiot yeah I'm like oh my gosh why for... is this so dumb why do you look so dumb moving does Zapka like actually know like martial arts and stuff like as an adult I think he does I'm pretty sure and that's why he his choreographies look a lot better okay so from what I'm getting is we have no idea but just based on the show no, he's he... convinced us that he does and no, LaRusso he, has clearly convinced us that he does not. Yeah, he does not. Ralph Macho, rather. Also, did anybody else think that Ralph Macho was editor at Marvel Comics growing up? Because their editor was called Ralph Macho, and everyone just assumed they were the same person? No? Yeah, I was reading Daredevil the other day, and I thought that. I was like, yo, the Karate Kid's a man of many talents. <laughs> not <laughs> yeah. karate, apparently. Yeah, so... For our listeners out there, Ralph Macchio was once an editor at Marvel Comics. He is not the same person as the Karate Kid. So William, Zab- William Zabka actually, he had no training. Um, for the movie. In, like in Karate Kid. Yeah, but he was um, like a kid. But he was a, re- he was a, he was a pretty accomplished wrestler. Oh, okay. Before that. So he has a but after background. But after the movie, he actually ended it up learning. back to wrestling. He actually ended up learning uh, a martial art and became like a second degree green belt. Okay. In See, so a, that's why he looks like a badass when he does in it. In a martial art, it's not specific. Tang Soo Do. Oh, okay. And that's why he looks like a badass when he fights, whereas this, <laughs> whereas uh, Ralph Macchio looks dumb. Not. Yeah, it looks like the opposite. <laughs> I mean, he's a car salesman. But he has those little trees. He gives you a little bonsai tree. Um, no, nah, man, I thought, I thought Johnny Lawrence was super cool. Mm-hmm. He was a man trapped in the '80s, and I thought that was awesome. the The music, I mean, I love '80s music, so it's like yeah. putting on those songs and like showing the flashbacks and and going through and like kind of like seeing it through his perspective, yeah. like the events of the movie through his perspective mm-hmm. was like, wow, this is actually really interesting. I never really thought of it that I personally didn't think of it that way. Mm-hmm. Like you're always like you always think Karate Kid, Ralph Macho, he's the guy, like he defeats the bully. Mm-hmm. But it, I, I really love the perspective of seeing what the bully actually went through and how their lives are so different because of that. Seeing of the other that, side yeah, of that it's match. More, it's more complicated than it than exactly it is. It's not and I mean, black and white. It's gray. And it's, I mean, yeah. go, ahead. No, go ahead. It seems like a dumb thing, like the Karate Kid, Cobra Kai, this show, whatever, because it doesn't take itself seriously. But it's interesting the insight that it gives us on narrative structure and on perspective. You, you see the story through this specific lens and it's clear who the villain and the hero is. Mm-hmm. And to be able to invert that just by giving voice to a character that is on the exterior mm-hmm. and bringing that character on the interior, it's interesting how like you can apply that to real life yeah. like by just hearing out someone either on the opposite side of an argument or with a different perspective or a different view of something. It can in- totally invert. And, and you'll be able to understand, even if you don't agree with someone, w- why they believe or act in a certain way. Exactly. And I mean, that's something that I love about this show. Um, just the duality of it, of 
the two different styles mm-hmm. if you want to get like technical and specific with the different dojos yeah or i guess three different there's so many different ones now but mm-hmm. um but personalities and way of life and way of thinking with johnny lawrence and daniel larusso people with so much history and these people are like in the case of johnny lawrence is the, the story that we follow i feel like he's trying to do better mm-hmm. he, he finds instances where he has opportunities to do better but like he's still like I said, he's still trapped in the '80s. He's still um, there's still parts of him holding on. And it's like it, it goes to show it's not easy to change. Yeah, it's not easy to, to 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 correct your life and be better. But it's like what I love about it is they have these two different styles that conflict. And I mean, some people can argue that it may be getting a bit tiresome how long it's been going on, mm-hmm. which I can partially agree. Um, but I do like that, like. It's not so simple to change and that it takes some time. Now, is it taking too much time from narrative perspective? Maybe. But um, I just love both of them um, and their stories and how they intertwine the stories. Even though it, it's pre- it gets like pretty mel- melodramatic in mm-hmm. the sense of like how everything goes on with the kids and how everything connects. Yeah, I think it's interesting that you mentioned that and then George says that... Uh, when you ask people about things, you clarify things, right? Mm-hmm. And that's how you know, hey, that's how you're able to understand each other. Right. My main complaint about the show mm-hmm. <laughs> is that I feel like no one learns a lesson. They're just repeating yeah. the same the same mistakes, mm-hmm. same sins. Like mm-hmm. It's I, almost like the lessons that it's teaching us, the viewer, the characters in the show are not, not learning. Are not learning, right? And in my mind, like you can solve this whole in my mind, I'm like, all right, if you if everyone just starts asking questions, that's it. Mm-hmm. There is the the real the the key to this whole show is asking questions. Right. If you ask questions, you don't have a show. But they're so quick to just kick so each other quick, in the exactly, face. Exactly, exactly, and that's why I'm so annoyed. Yeah, and you know what? By that, and I think I'm just like coming up with this now in the moment, like making the self discovery. But I feel like at the end, the endless circle of violence that this show perpetuates to me is an argument against like karate? martial arts. Yeah, yeah. A, a karate, exactly. And which is like the antithesis of the, well, whole, the whole point, point of the Karate yeah. Kid movie, which was like, you need this to protect those that cannot and yourself, but you don't. But man, karate in the hands of these kids you don't, on this yeah. West Coast, like this is a dangerous weapon. Yeah, I was, I, I see, I see the show, right? And then I'm, I'm, I'm trying, I'm rewatching or I'm watching a Curb Your Enthusiasm and I see a lot of similarities. <laughs> and you might be thinking, what? They're completely different shows, right? Yeah. But Curb Your Enthusiasm, obviously, it's a comedy. But one thing they do is that they in that in that show is that they assume everything, everything's a mis- and everything's a misunderstanding, right? That's that's the tool they use for the comedy. Mm-hmm. Every everyone's uh, misunderstands Larry, and he because he's a weird guy, right? I feel like that's the same thing that happens in Cobra Kai, except it's not a comedy show uh-huh. it takes itself a little bit more seriously than Kirby enthusiasm uh-huh. it uses it, it misunderstandings and assumptions as a tool to i guess uh push the story yeah and i'm really annoyed at that how good would this show be if larry david was like larry uh if he was either johnny lawrence or daniel larusso no this is what you do you recast you, you, you never <laughs> I mean, let you never daniel let larusso uh, Larry David doing no, no, no. doing karate. Yeah. No, no, no. Who you would ne- tell the difference? You never, you never let Mr. Miyagi die, but you recast yeah, him as Larry David. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Or no, actually, yeah, like the character doesn't die, and you just recast him as recast Larry him as Larry David. Yeah, you don't say David. Yeah, yeah. Daniel son, pretty, pretty, pretty good. 
Okay. <laughs> that's what I imagine. You know, that's another sense of duality there that the audience for the show is very clearly young, like teenage kids, but also very clearly like 30 and 40 year old men. Yeah. 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 Because they're the, that's the generation I grew up with the show. Mm -hmm. With I'm mean, sorry, with the movies. With the films, yeah. Yeah. So can it service those two populations? Because I feel like all the karate kid stuff is cool. But then, like, sometimes you have to put up with, like, the teenage melodrama. It's almost like a CW show. Yeah. In the sense where, like, I'm here for the Flash and Green Arrow. But I'm gonna have to deal with all this interpersonal relationships that I'm, like, just so over in my development stages. What are your thoughts on that? I agree. I don't think I'm there yet. Like, I, I can see why it be why it'd be frustrating. And, I mean, I think in some parts, like... I am frustrated. I, I can get frustrated, but frustrated in the sense of like, oh, we're doing this again. Like we're kind of repeating what we've been, what we've been doing in the past. Yeah. Right. Yes. And and I and I completely understand that. And I hope that they that they like not they won't address it, but I hope that where they're going isn't like the same thing because I feel like in the end of season three. Is, is, is season, season four. four. Like, we're in the same exact spot. And also circling back to season, season three. Because, okay, so let's talk about that. Season one and two is basically a sequel to The Karate Kid. Yeah. Part one. And I guess for all of us, it was basically just one big season. Because we all watched it like that. Once we got to season three, it's basically a sequel to The Karate Kid Part Two. Which people don't love as much. Like, I know your brother, Link is like a big was a big karate kid fan growing up and like karate kid 2 is where the series jumps the shark because it was like he's gonna kill this person like they're gonna kill each other and like the village's fate is match. tied to yeah it's, it's a death, death match, match yeah, exactly. for the fate of this village in the hands for a of a high school kid yeah this high school kid so thoughts like season three it introduces chosen my boy Huh? The the Chosen. villain of Karate Kid Part Two. Remember that Daniel has oh, to travel oh, the, back the, yeah, to yeah, Japan. Yeah, the Japanese guy. Yeah, and like train under him. And with he meets what's her name, Odiko. Yes, the girl from Man. the little girl, right from the girl he saves. Yeah, yeah. She, aged, yeah. she aged pretty well. Yeah, it was literally her, right? Yeah, yeah that's mm -hmm. what I heard. I'm like, dang. I expected someone. To, I expected her to look older for some reason. And you know what? I do appreciate that about this show going out of its way to go, go and back, pull yeah. back literally the person because you could just recast that. No yeah. one's gonna notice or or I don't even think care really because who even knows what she does, you know? But to go back and find those people and literally bring them back on the show and like and the girl that like his love interest from the second movie mm -hmm. coming back. Yeah, I thought, mm -hmm. I don't know. I I really enjoyed those those little pieces what did you think about that like teaser at the end of season two where it's like oh we're gonna bring the girlfriend that they fought over who Allie? yeah i mean it was more it was just another we're bringing up we're bringing back another character and how are they gonna do this yeah. um i remember like not really caring about the tease because yeah. i was like i was like that's so high school like yeah, right? Like, he already has a relationship, and Daniel's like, married. Like, where's how's that going to bring tension? I feel like they dwell so much in the past. Yeah. The characters, I'm like, who cares? Grow up. And I think that that's the story of the show, yeah, that these guys the are stuck in the past. Yeah, like, there's a rest of development there. Right, but, yeah. we, but we're just so past it. It's like... Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I think that's... I mean, that's how I view it. Mm -hmm. And it's... To me, it's like... 
Like it's frustrating that Larusso can't over like he he like he talk he pre he talks a big game about growing and and being the bigger man and being a, a bigger mm-hmm. person. But he's still such a child. Yeah. Like absolutely. and and I like in some certain like he has like pr- like PTSD pretty much from things that have happened to him mm-hmm. in his past and like I think they emphasize that like every time he sees like the Cobra Kai like dojo when it comes back and he just like gets flashbacks. Yeah. And but it's like and I think that's the point was like he frustrates me so much. But in the sense of like this is part of the show. I don't know. I feel like that's part of the show. It's a tool they use, but it's yeah. an annoying yeah. tool that yeah. I do not like. I guess I'm not. I guess I'm not like. Cause I'm over it, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not over it. This yet. guy should not be teaching karate. Just go back to selling cars. And I think that's what I think that's what it comes back to is we talk about how these kids are just terrible beating each other up all karate, over the yeah. all over the valley. Right. Does no one and does, it, does no one think of ever calling the cops? And oh, these yeah. senseis and these that senseis escalates seriously. Oh my goodness! These right. senseis aren't like really responsible they're they're teaching these kids and like daniels basically gets back into miyagi do well i mean crease is responsible because he's literally like the fight them in the streets and kill them no i mean like teaching kids oh i guess for crease yeah Yeah. he's literally like yeah beat him up but like for johnny and for daniel i don't think i think they they push on what they were taught and there are some valuable lessons Mm -hmm. in there but at the same time you see it sometimes where like they're literally stuck in time. Like yeah. doesn't does like the same rules don't apply yeah. in, in in today's age. Um and I think that irresponsibility is what leads these kids to just think that they can beat each other. You were putting a lot you're putting a lot of information that it's violence, basically. Yeah. And and aggression. You, I feel like they 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 pass on their hatred towards each other. Yes. To, to their yeah they're just apprentices. perpetuating yeah they're perpetuating the problem yeah. the sins of their fathers and it's so annoying because like it's so easy to just ask questions right and that's it it's so easy to call the cops when some when a gang of kids breaks into your house and starts fighting and doing karate yeah but i think there's a theme that's emerging here is the duality of this show and it's the fact that both the protagonist and the antagonist at least up until this point in the show between uh, Johnny Lawrence and Daniel LaRusso, they're both good men, but they're like inherently flawed. And the thing is about Daniel is that like he's flawed in a way that's a lot more socially acceptable. Yeah. You know, he's that's stubborn. He has a savior complex, I yeah, think. He does. Like you mentioned the sins of your father. I think Daniel, the fact that his dad was gone, not for any fault of, of his own, I believe, right? It was mm-hmm. just he passed away, right? I yeah. Don't remember. Yeah. Um, but he just didn't grow up with a father. So it's like he always wants to be that father figure. Even like, for example, in Robbie's life where he has a father, you know, and he kind of thinks he knows best than, you know, Robbie's own father. Um, I think they're like more socially acceptable things. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he, it's easier to hide. Yeah, it's, or it's, to get away it's a with. bit more mask. And right. I mean, Daniel's looking at it how we saw it for all those years when we watched the movie mm-hmm. with Daniel being the hero of the story. He's the hero of his story. Like, right. I defeated the bully and I had to go through all these things. And I had a sense. I had Mr. Miyagi, a father figure mm-hmm. who taught me these things. And, but I think he gets, he's so self-righteous sometimes. That, Self-righteous. That's another one. Yeah. That he just, it blinds him to, like you said, just asking questions yeah, and he's being never, communicative. He's never, not that he's never wrong, but he's never necessarily wrong. It's just, he goes about it like 
he's on this crusade for for like every everything that he believes. Like he has a sound rationale for all his actions, but he just cannot fathom someone having an an alternative, yeah. you know, even way of life, like or perspective at all. And I will say, I will say that really frustrated me because that was season four. Yeah, and I was like. Bro, when is this guy going to get it? Because I literally thought with the end of season three, mm-hmm. they're going to learn. Maybe like four or five episodes in, it'll take some time. No, but because, it, goes, it goes back. Exactly. Because these two people, they have a lot of history and they don't see eye to eye most of the time. They have a little, they have some like little like bro moments throughout the show, but it always just ends up coming back to disagreement and like, you're never going to change when Daniel himself is not changing. Yeah. Oh. And his, yeah. Right. Go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead, good. Well, I was just gonna say Crease is the like the big tease at the end of season one, right? Yeah. See, that was huge. Like that's what that sold me for season two, and then I went right into season two. And that's why I guess the the alley tease wasn't as big. But so, so once they introduce Crease, you know exactly where the show is going. It's here here's the real enemy. He is a real villain, yeah. He's somehow yeah, Palpatine he, returned. Exactly. So he's <laughs> Johnny's villain, and he's also, you know, Daniel's villain. So it's like right in the last episode of season one, you're already expecting a team up, right? Yeah, you expect it. Right? So then we go through season two and it doesn't happen. That's fine because you're waiting for the, the crease takeover, right? Of Cobra Kai. And that ending of season two was crazy, man. Where he where he where Robbie kicks Miguel off the Oh my goodness, I hated that, that so much. Oh, that's true. The paralysis, yes. Because yeah. oh, the stakes get the stakes get elevated. And that goes to show you like that's caused by Johnny Lawrence and uh and keep on Daniel Russo. Daniel Russo. Yeah, that's them. Yeah, because Miguel shows mercy to Robbie and not breaking his arm, mm-hmm. and Robbie ends up taking advantage of that and just kicks him off the ledge. Yeah, but you were saying earlier, what was I saying? <laughs> you were saying about how we expected a team up and you Chris, see that in, at yeah. the end of season three, but instead that conflict escalates between them. So we get to season three, and the conflict continues, and the cast keeps getting more expanded, and, and Hawk's story continues to grow. That's another thing about Hawk, and I hate to go back to it, but the duality of it, um, this idea that like good kids and bad kids, and every time the show introduces us to a good kid, they go bad. Yeah. And every time they introduce us to a bad kid, they go good. And like Hawk has Flip like- flops Yeah, he has so many fickle. baby face and heel turns. Yeah. And- I think the show sometimes is too serious to be taken as lightly as it does. And if that isn't clear what that means, the show can be very comic booky. Like we allow like high yeah. school drama, like it's like again, like you said, it doesn't take itself too seriously. But then like he breaks his friend's arm, you know? And that was like, oh bro, you should probably get arrested for this. Yeah. You know what I mean? You should get expelled. Hot gets away with a lot. And his character escalates so quickly between those first couple of seasons that he's basically made, you know, a proto-villain on the show. And all it takes to switch him back is in the fight that you mentioned, Link, in the house, where just switching sides to, to you know, Miyagi-Do, now he's a good guy after everything yeah. that he's done. That's like, I don't know, especially that fight like you mentioned. It reminds me of Power Rangers more than anything else. Like, just fighting... In the house, but it was like everything you did is just forgiven and you move on because you chose a side in a karate fight, like an illegal karate fight in a home. 
Yeah, bro. Life or death situations, man. I don't. I just. I don't know. Sometimes the show. I. I don't know how it. I don't know if it knows how to earn its characters back from where it takes them. You know what? You, you're right about that. Like he he changed quickly, mm-hmm. and I accepted it <laughs> because accept- you don't take it too seriously. I but if you really it, like, evaluate like, it, man, ah, I'm happy he's here because you want him to. That's why. Yeah, you want him to be redeemed, so you accept that. Like the journey. I mean, I'm not really sure where the journey was. Like, and you can point to things like guilt and you know regret. And all that stuff, but yeah, that guy's been in like every dojo. Yeah. You know, and I think that happens a lot. In season three, you see this conflict between LaRusso and Lawrence escalate. And this is the point where I started to get tired of it. And I started hearing this from a lot of other people. I think Link was always frustrated with it, right? I'm constantly frustrated with the show. Yeah, but in season three, how did you feel about that continued conflict? I'm like, oh my. Like I said, just ask questions. Kreese is obviously a terrible human being. Right. Don't associate yourself with this guy. Get him out of your life. Yeah. And if once you do that, your life will be so much better. Your problems will go away. And stop assuming things. I, I, I solved your whole show right there. But I, I should be your therapist. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like I, I tend to take the side of like looking at it from a character perspective. Like This guy, obviously the guy, Chris is evil. No, period. Um... Well, I mean, at the end of... But anyways, mm-hmm. he is they kind do, of... They add a little bit for you to sympathize, yeah. but nah. I don't think it's enough nope. to nope. redeem him. He is it. kind of like a... He is a father figure in a way for Johnny. Yeah, like but the guy that doesn't, insane... doesn't necessarily mean he's a good father figure. Yeah, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to... Like, I'm, I should like it's, I should throw you away. Like, I shouldn't... You shouldn't be a part of my life anymore. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean it's that easy to let go of that. Like, yeah, a toxic relationship. Bond, yeah. I'm not going to... Ju- I can't just break that. It's not easy for me to break that just because... This is the only guy who said anything good about him. And, like, it's also... It's also, like, it's the only way Johnny knows to be loved. You know? Yeah, he doesn't that, know. He doesn't know what a good father looks like. Right. So it's the only acceptance he's ever got. Exactly. So it's like, for me, it's like, I just think of it, it's not so easy for these characters to let go of their past, to let go of the people that they are, because they've it's been embedded in them. It's basically all they've known. So it's like, for me, they have a bit more leeway. As a viewer, it can be frustrating because they just keep flip-flopping. But at the same time, I realize that in my life, I flip-flop all the time. Mm-hmm. I try to like, I try to stop something negative that I do, a toxic habit that I have or a toxic trait. And it's not easy to break that. And I find myself going back, which is something that I really like about this show because I feel like in a sense, like, yes, it's, it's cheesy and it's comic booky and it's campy, but I do, I do sympathize with the characters that it's like some things aren't so easy to get rid of. Some things aren't so easy to break. And yeah, we learned like to be communicate, like communicative and to empathize with others, which I feel like I've learned in the, like, but I've had, I feel like I've had to learn that. Mm-hmm to communicate how I feel or or what I'm thinking because I can have a certain point of view but it may not be the same point of view that you have but if and it's it comes down to like basically attitudes and preconceived notions that you have of somebody else which I think is all that these guys have uh, especially like re- um, referring to Daniel and and Johnny yeah like Johnny sees that day like he sees LaRusso as the guy who ruined his life mm-hmm. like he, it's a downward spiral. Exactly. Yeah, His like point. for what? 20, 30 years at mm-hmm. like later. That's a lot of stuff that like he's been through in that time and he feels like he can track it down back all the way down to he lost his girlfriend, he lost a tournament and 
he and then eventually, like as the show progresses, he loses his kind of loses his son to him. I find all that kind of shallow. What? You know, your life progress gets worse because this guy beat you in a karate tournament. And I, and I think girlfriend. I think we're supposed to know it's shallow, but there's also like a a larger theme where you may be done with the past, but the past isn't done with you. It comes back, Magnolia. Um, <laughs> but uh, you're right. But I think it's symbolic. I think it's like it represents us to learn those lessons through. So you have to make sense because you have to in order for us to learn those lessons, you have to exaggerate it to the point where like, wow, this is so. I can see this. It's so much common sense. I think. Yeah. I think that's the word. I think this show exaggerates. Yeah. a lot. And also, you have to think of it from a meta perspective. That moment, that Old Valley tournament, is super important to a lot of our lives. You know, from a developmental perspective, if Karate Kid was your movie, that moment typifies like success for you. Like that's the high point of your favorite movie. And yeah. it means everything. And for the people that are in that story, it means the same thing to them. You understand? So it's not necessarily like, oh, I lost my high school girlfriend. But maybe every relationship they're, they're on is damaged by that experience. Like, I lost my father figure and my mentor. And I never had that growing up because of that one event. And I never felt worthy because I was rejected by the girl I loved and the man who raised me, mm-hmm. and and I didn't have that back at home when we see his life with his stepfather and, and everything that he's gone through. It was like, I thought I had it all in this moment, and from that moment on, I never got that feeling back in any area of my life. And that's not saying like it is because of that fight. It is because of that tournament. It's representative. Exactly. Yeah. It's a symbol, like you said, like George said. Yeah. Like that one guy that you never forgave and now he's back in your life and you're asked to coexist and accept and and you can't take it. But I do agree with Link. It's a little ridiculous. Because I was frustrated in season three, but season three gears up for a big superhero team up by putting them finally on, on the, the same, same side. Yeah. And that's why by the end of season three, and again, this is one of those I binge think, yeah, think, shows, so those frustrations don't last very long. At the end of season three, it's like, okay, fine. Because all of season three, I'm like, I hate this show so much. It's mm-hmm. so annoying. Same thing over and over again. Assumptions after assumptions. Uh, sins of your father after sins of your father. The right? themes are tired. Yeah. But then, and like I said, you, Johnny Lawrence, I mean, Kreese is a terrible human being, right? Mm-hmm. You, but you like, you, I love what you mentioned. Like, it's hard to give him up if you're Johnny Lawrence because that's the only father figure you really had, right? Mm-hmm. And like you said, that's all the love he knows. That's how the lo- that's the type of love he knows how to accept, right? And he that's just wh- he could quit him. Yes, <laughs> and that's the type of love that he shows himself too. Like that's why he has to do certain things in order to feel good about himself. Mm-hmm. What I like about the end of season three is that he finally realizes I have to put an end to this relationship. This is a toxic relationship. He may be my father figure, mm-hmm. but this is not a good father figure. Right. And in order for me to continue. Because apparently this guy's just constantly chasing him. Right. Right? Well, for, I mean, he also has to... I feel like he also feels the responsibility to but, be that for Miguel. Yeah, yeah. In order for him to continue, he has to... I have to put an end to this relationship, right? And you see that... Okay, it's season three. We're putting an end to this relationship. You're no longer my mentor. I'm going to be against you. I'm teaming up with... So we're putting aside the conflict, the conflict with LaRusso. So it seems like finally they're growing. They're, they're teaming up. They're moving forward. A new direction yes. for the show. Uh, Phil Collins' songs playing. You get me? 
it's super badass slow motion they're all walking LaRusso comes in looks like a dummy in my opinion but then Johnny Lawrence <laughs> really comes in like to the drum part all wearing all black dang that moment right there is what sold me on season 4 that and, moment right there and then and then it takes a step back psych yeah it goes back to nope we didn't learn our lesson we're, we're hating each other again yeah so now we get to this season which just recently aired is that, is that still a acceptable word? Aired? Mm-hmm. It, it airs through your TV? I mean, it doesn't have an air date. I mean, I guess it has an air date, right? So it's streamed on Netflix, and here we are again. The conflict between LaRusso and um, Johnny Lawrence. It's just picked up right again, right, right from again. the get for go. It was funny because I was, I think I mentioned, I was talking with producer Dan about we were so certain that they're like, Got to team up to create one unified dojo. Like we thought that had already happened. Or yeah. Like, no. Yeah. We like me. Um, I believe producer Dan's in it. His brother mm-hmm. and my friend Alec. Like, cause we like we usually watch the show. Last year when season three came out, we watched it together. Mm-hmm. Um, like we love the show. We named our group chat. Um, Miyagi Kai. Okay. Because like that's what you expect. Yeah. Because obviously, yeah. like that's what we, like we were, we thought they were gonna combine them yeah, and that stuff makes like that. A lot of sense. That's so nice. Then, it sounds good too. Yeah, and like that's what we thought was gonna happen. So then once like Cobra Kai ends up like being with Kreese, we're like, okay, then I guess Miyagi Fang or something like that. Uh huh. Right. And then I think they even use that name at the yeah, end. Yeah. So yeah. so in season four, like we're like, oh, it's it's gonna come. It's gonna happen. And it doesn't come it until doesn't. the end. Yeah. But the then when episode. they when they use, when they like, when so, well, I think it's Dimitri, he's like, Miyagi Fang? Uh-huh. Like, me and Alec looked at each other and we were like, yeah! We just started, yeah, like, I don't know. Like and just me, started punching the mic. Yeah, yeah, me, Sammy, and Alec, we just started, like, we, I don't know, we just got hyped. And I feel like that makes that experience more enjoyable for me. Mm-hmm. For people that, are like, are there, like, along for the ride with me, that get excited for these things, too. Yeah. And I was able to watch it with them on the cruise, like, th- like throughout the week. Yeah. And... And it's like there was like we got hype from certain moments, like, and we were just watching it on my iPad in the room, and mm-hmm. and that like that adds to the experience for me and and my friends. Um, but I was that's the part that I, I was frustrated with is season three ends like fantastic, like season four I'm so ready, I'm so excited, and then we're taking a step back. Yeah, and and I I, I was frustrated, but at the same time it's like you know what. I feel like they have a end projection, mm-hmm. six seasons. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, you're gonna fit a story into this. You have and then a, a movie. You have a timetable. <laughs> Let's hope. <laughs> Karate Kid Part Five, Six. The Miyagi Verse ends. Into the Miyagi Verse, and it's like Hillary Swank, Jaden Smith. Every reanimated. Everyone, <laughs> no, they CGI him like it's Larry David. It's Larry David. It's Larry David. Spo- Ghostbuster spoilers. It's at home. Go ahead and watch it. <laughs> Oh, and Larry David, that's right. Um, I did I did think that there was growth in season four. Mm-hmm. Because throughout the whole... And it's an annoying growth because throughout the whole season, a theme is Johnny has his way of doing things. Uh, LaRusso has his own way of doing things. Mm-hmm. And because they were raised in such a way, they feel like their way is the, is the correct way, right? And that's yeah, and the, the, theme, only way, right? And the only way. That's the theme we've seen throughout the whole show, right? Mm-hmm. Mi- uh, Miyagi-Do is the correct way. Cobra Kai is the correct way, right? For mm-hmm. both of these two men. And this season, it's feel it looks like it, it took them forever, but the, at least the children were breaking the patterns yes. of hate, breaking the patterns of but and and yeah. and then realize, hey, you know what? It's not this. 
Miyagi Do isn't the only way. Mm-hmm. Cobra Kai isn't the only way. Um, Eagle Fang isn't the only way. And that's why I think the most rounded um, fighter in the series is probably Robbie, although he lost. Um, because he does know, because he does understand both styles. Mm-hmm. Because I'd he's say, able to combine them. Let's say Hawk, no? Hawk's, yeah, Hawk's been in Hawk. all of them. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, what's the difference between Hawks wait, like wait, wait, no, but, but, Miyago, Miyagi Fang Kai? But what's the difference yeah. between uh, Eagle Fang and Cobra Kai? It's literally that he has the same mentality. No, no, I think that Eagle Fang is that new Cobra Kai that Cobra Kai evolves into because Johnny starts teaching Cobra Kai exactly how Kreese did yeah. in season one, and then it morphs he into he recontextualizes. It is he still wants to strike. First, strike first, strike hard. Strike but hard. There's, there's room but for mercy. But here's what it means now. Yeah. No, I even think it is no mercy because it's almost like a, like an art of war or a Machiavellian, like do good and you win that way. You understand? Like I'm still going to leave those letters up on the wall. I do think he eventually, once he loses Cobra Kai, completely takes a step away from it. But I do think like he's trying to keep the creed while redefining what it means. I, I agree. Um, but to the point where I think that to win, I -hmm. think you don't want to like win in a unsportsmanlike way. Because you didn't really win. What do you mean? Like, okay, finish your thought. Like how, like how they hit, like how they hit, um, Daniel's leg in the Mm -hmm. tournament, how they, Mm -hmm. how Kreese has the, I forget his name, the guy before him that fights him. And it's like. And that's how, and I feel like that's why Miguel ends up relenting on Robbie. Like he doesn't break his arm when he has him in that hold Mm -hmm. because I'm pretty sure Johnny like has like tells him, he's like, if you don't win the white, if you don't win the right way, then you don't win at all. Yeah. That's what exactly what I meant. And so, okay. Yeah. yeah, Yeah, I agree. If you don't win, then you don't win. That's a mentality though. Doesn't mean that it's doesn't necessarily mean that that's a style of fighting. Yeah, because it's still the same style of no, fighting. No, because about the mentality nah, is what, it's like an the, it's like an updated version. Yeah, yeah but the still the same. It's still the same style of fighting. Like this, you get me? That's why I think aggression, like, aggression first. Yeah, okay. that's why I'm like Eagle Fang and Cobra Kai. They're synonymous. The style of fighting is synonymous. Mm-hmm. I think there. Are, I think I think you're right with like style of fighting, but I think there are values. I think there are core values that are different in in, no, yeah. in, in yeah, some. Yeah. Of I think I disagree with you because I was told that we need to disagree more. No, <laughs> and that's why I think that Robbie's a most well-rounded uh, fighter because he spends more time in Miyagi Do, a lot some good time in Miyagi Do, and some mm-hmm. good time in Cobra Kai. And I yeah. feel like he loses. Like I feel like he lo- he lost that fight because he was conflicted. Yeah, he was conflicted. Yeah, they. I'm just saying. The, the finally, the students, the youth, mm-hmm. they start realizing what they they start realizing that they're fighting someone else's they're, war. Yeah, yeah. fighting someone. I'm else. not. Yeah. Why why am I being involved in this? Right. And it's and that's why season four is a story of like highs and lows because it almost feels like everything the kids learn and understand. Finally, there's no way they're gonna break right. them up, but then they do. Like Hawk when he picks up that sledgehammer, I'm like, not again, man. He's gonna let's hit his temper, and he breaks down the wall. And the two, you know, dojos are working together on this project that is literally a better use of the space than LaRusso would have ever thought. And it's like, come on, at least for the kids, stay together for the kids, you know? But I think that it, like like I, we said before, like it exaggerates that these two guys are literally just doing it. Like, obviously they have, they want to teach the kids for sure, but they're being short-sighted. Yeah. 
And we'll see. But once it gets to this point, I do have serious doubts whether they're doing it for the kids or not. It seems like they're doing it for themselves. It seems like they're doing it because for now, themselves, yeah. like four years in, like, come on, man, there is a limit. No, no, yeah, because I feel I, I, I doubt. I have my doubts whether these people should be handling everybody's it's, kids. It seems like, uh, like Larusso's the only one that's doing it for the kids. Mm-hmm. But even then, he's, even then, he, no. No, yeah, nah. he, he even then he's doing it because he wants to. He's doing prove it his point. He, yeah, and it's not until the end where he realizes, and because he thinks he knows best. Yeah. You know, it's not until the end where he realizes, huh? Maybe my daughter can win if there's two styles. Maybe my style isn't the right way. It just so, took him that long. Took him that long, right? Four seasons, but. I guess. I do like the redemption arc for Hawk in season four. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't think I, him winning was. Okay, so let's talk about this whole season is gearing up for the All Valley, right? Mm-hmm. Which is a big pressure on the season to deliver. You just hinted at the winner. What do you think? You think the All Valley delivered? I think they landed. I, it. I think it delivered. Yeah. I think it. I, I think, think they, they picked the right winner. I like think. You just mentioned. I think that they like the addition of the of the female bracket. What's cool and okay. and the skills. Yeah. I like the skills too. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Yeah, I I thought it was weird because like they really had, didn't have any time to prepare for it, but they all did yeah. amazing. Yeah, I didn't like the season until the last two episodes until the All Valley because like, oh. of Carrie Underwood, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Once that. they introduced Carrie Underwood, I'm like, this show has everything I've ever wanted in the show. <laughs> what did you guys think of the Carrie Underwood? It's a weird thing to talk about, but the Carrie Underwood appearance. What was your initial reaction? I thought it was great. I was like, what? Okay, I'm I'm with it. No, you didn't care? I didn't care. Yeah. Why? Necessarily listen to Carrie Underwood and I, like I thought it was random. I associate Carrie Underwood with football, not karate. Why football? Because she's the voice of Monday Night Football. Or she's Sunday... the voice of yeah, what yeah, does like, that mean? Her, like her, like her, for Sunday Night Football on NBC. Mm-hmm. She's the one that's singing the, the song. What is the song? I don't know. It's a you Sunday know. Night Football song. Okay. I was taken aback because I was like, "Am I supposed to understand why this is happening now? Why is he here?" And it just reminded me of something that used to happen on shows when I was growing up, like on '90s family sitcoms. Where it's like, here's a random famous person, and they have a spot, and there's no context for it at all. Like, I'm supposed to get hyped just because a famous person yeah, dropped right? by. I feel like they did it then just to get v- yeah. viewers. Was but, here, but, but, yeah, it makes sense then. But, like, in the show, isn't there, like, a part where, like, they have those meetings, and they're, like, one of them couldn't deliver, like, on a... Yeah, on a celebrity guest or something like that for that guy yeah. and then that and like i feel like that was that for that like that but i that. feel like it was foreshadowing something relevant you know you know what i mean like i thought like for example what you said like if jackie chan shows up then i'm like oh that makes sense we got two more seasons guys if hillary swag shows up maybe if it's just like steven seagal or chuck nor you know what i mean Oh, so, that would have been so cool. With chuck something Norris. relevant a guy in a g anderson silva um you know, you want to put a, a woman in there, uh, uh, WWE women's former women's champion Ronda Rousey. I don't know anything, something related to martial arts or fighting or a singer. I don't know. It'd just be weird. It's like here's Sting, like, and he sings like Fields of Gold. I just I don't see the relevancy. But you wouldn't love that. I guess I would have loved it. Uh-huh. Okay, all right. So I guess it's just I'm not the target. But okay, but is Carrie Underwood like in line with the target? demo of this show like let's be honest it's kids and or like middle-aged men who are forcing their wives to watch this with them yeah they should have gotten selena Gomez, and that's how it works 
That's how the middle-aged wives are. That's how they get Oh, I, we just cracked the code. Oh, Carrie Underwood! That was the thing, because they're frustrated with the LaRusso, Johnny Lawrence thing, too, and nothing is going to win them over except, except Carrie, Carrie Underwood. Yep. Oh, okay. oh, you know what? We just cracked the code. That's. I think that's almost exactly the reason why. Hey, get us to write season five and six. But I did think season four progressed, but it also degressed in the sense that are we, it seems like we're going to get the same problem again with mm-hmm. uh, LaRusso's son and uh, the little little, little African American kid in, in in Cobra Kai. It seems like that fe- that feud that Cobra Kai versus Miyagi Do feud is going to be perpetuated with those two characters. That was my. Um, they did the double turn again. Worry on both characters. That was my worry that, like they said, they said six seasons. We have a plan. And I feel like it should end there. Mm-hmm. I feel like maybe that maybe that storyline gets wrapped up in two seasons. Hopefully it does. But I, I was a little worried that maybe it's like something like a conti- like they might do a continuation. Cobra Kai, the next generation. Yeah, and I'm just the like, next Cobra Kai. Oh, no, I'm just saying that they continue the hate with those two. The perpetual the, cycle, yeah. 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 And I'm like, oh, because it was like Larusso's kid is bad. Now he's good, but now that. Kid, he was bad. bullying. Yeah, like you said, like was good. The good now kids turned bad. bad. Yeah, it's like okay. So now they're on the opposite sides of it. So Hawk gets a good redemption story because it's not Miguel, it's not Robbie. Hawk yeah, gets Hawk. the win. Yeah, he wins, and the beauty of it is that you know when Hawk becomes Hawk, he 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 ends up becoming someone who he's not, mm-hmm. right? And only the other only Demetrius knows who Hawk really is, right? And in this season, he got to realize, all right, he's not the person who he was before. He was not that nerd. He he's also not really Hawk. He's a new person. He's a combination of both of them. Mm-hmm. And he was able to realize like that. Like Ego Fang. Like Ego Fang, exactly. <laughs> so he was able to realize that this season, he's a new, you know, he is who he wants to be. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to be Hawk to prove his point that when people's over, he is who he is. And he realized that, and that's why he was able to win. And what did you think about the female winner? Yeah, I was gonna ask you what you guys. Think I kind of wanted her to win. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, I think it Sam was, was Sam was a little bit annoying. Yeah, I'm tired of Sam too. Um, she perpetuated the cycle. Deserves she deserves some loss. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But, but also, I, she didn't really lose. She didn't really. Yeah, she did. Yeah. So let's talk about the the villain though, uh, Terry Silver. Oh, yeah, we haven't talked about that. My favorite part of the show. He was a high point of yeah. the season for me. So yeah. Good, oh man. You know he's old. You know he's only like three months old. Older than Macho, La Russa, no, is he? Yeah, than Ralph Macho. Yeah. Ralph Macho. Yeah, and he was his like twenty year old, thirty. I thought he was his thirty year old. Yeah. Uh, he's supposed sensei. to be a contemporary. Yeah, like, I yeah. can still move though. Like he can still. Bro, like, he was doing. He looked moves. good for his age. He looks better than Larusso. Yeah, I like. And he actually I, looks cool when he does karate. I like the like classical music like, in the yes, background, yes, like yes. the ominous. Oh man, no, the I, fact that he is like a maestro. Yes. Oh man, I love that. Like he was the, the best long hair. And you know what? And it was a hard sell for me because I was like. Karate Kid 3 stuff? I don't want to see this. Who cares? And it was like, they double dipped on Karate Kid 3. I already, like, my eyebrows were raised when they were like, I was in Cobra Kai. And this, you know? But now a whole season centered around, like, the Karate Kid 3 antagonist? Nah, man. They pulled it off. And I'm I'm excited what they do with him in season 4. The new direction. Yeah, because I was, like I said... I was getting tired of Crease. I was getting tired of Crease. I'm annoyed of the show, right? That line with Crease, though. This, the same thing that happened in season three happened to me again in season four. I was so tired of season three. I'm like, I hate the show. Oh, it's so stupid. Bam. Last episode. Last 30 seconds of the show. You sold me. With that team up, right? Mm-hmm. Season four. Again. Oh, the show's so dumb. You sold me again yeah. with those last 40 seconds with Terry Silver becoming the big, the, the big, big new bad. Ba- yeah, the new yeah. big bad. 
And I was like, dang it. Now, now, is there now going to be redemption for John, Johnny, for John Kreese? Out of prison in the first episode. Probably. And he takes over Cobra Kai by halfway through the season. Nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, I really hope not. Yeah, an entire season redemption arc for John Kreese. <laughs> it's, That's a bold move. That's a bold That's move. That's going to be a hard sell. I mean. But so was Terry Silver. Yeah. So good. Yeah. And then what do you think? So what do you so now we have the future where we have Terry Silver as a big bad. We have Chosen returns as an ally for oh, Russo. Yeah. Chosen. They cheated to win the All Valley. So supposedly he has to, you know, Miyagi Do has to, you know, disband. He's like straight up just says in the finale, I'm gonna you yeah, know I'm not doing it. Yeah, I'm gonna quelch on our bet. But they have a rational reason why not to once it comes out that, you know, that Cobra Kai cheated. cheated yeah. Where do we go from here? Chosen kill someone with the Miyagi <laughs> Kata. But I think, um, I don't know. I'm just, I'm interested to see. I, I'm assuming Miguel's not going to be in next season, right? Why? I think he's, he's probably going to be like the, the B story. Know him and his father, and then Johnny yeah. looking for him. Oh, he just won't be in as much. Yeah. Is that because he's no, I don't think a so, big dude. star now? I don't, think I don't so, even think. Man. Also, is he like a senior? When is he graduating high school at this point? Probably next year. I think that's going to be like I think part he has of one... half, maybe half of the season, him finding mm-hmm. his father, and I then think they he come has back. one more All Valley. I think he has one left. Okay. I think. And like I said, they don't have to do All I'm Valley. Also, man. Miguel's one of my favorite parts. They don't have, have to do All Valley this year, this season. They yeah, can, you know, like. Also, I agree with you. Miguel's one of my favorite parts. Yeah. But even then, he took a step back this season. Because the show became about... Yeah, it became about Johnny Lynn, which I thought was kind of annoying. There's too much Daniel. Yeah, there is too much much Daniel. Daniel. I appreciate that you were the star of the Karate Kid and then you're like a producer on the show. show. Yeah, it's not your show, man. It's called Cobra Kai. It's not called Miyagi, though. Okay, and I think some of these gripes that we've come to bring us to the point of this week's episode. Why we decided to talk about this. And we've titled this week's episode, Cobra Kai Must Die. But not for me. And I think, Link, what do you think? Why Why must Cobra Kai die? It, it either learns its lesson or it doesn't. So it either lives, yeah. or it either dies, a hero lives long enough to see itself become, become the villain. villain. Yeah, so. But once you choose whichever path it is, it's going to take, then... All right, die. You do want to continue. What are you going to do? Keep on doing just hating each other. Mm-hmm. Keep introducing new characters that teach them, teaching them that hate they have for each other and then perpetuating the cycle. Come on. It's boring. Yeah. I think when I think about the phrase Cobra Kai must die, I don't think that the show needs to end. I don't want it to get canceled. I don't want it to be done. I enjoyed oh, no. the season, to be honest with I you. I liked it. Yeah. Oh, only liked it because. <laughs> The end, like the last. 40 okay, seconds so it's just it. he gets. I know. I really enjoyed. The it's All a Valley roller coaster part. ride yeah. every season. It is. It really is. Okay, so I agree. Like I have gripes. I have serious issues, and I think my patience for it is wearing thin. But I still want to see it keep going. I just want to see it move forward. So I think you mentioned, Gabe, that there is a finite time, like a lifespan, in place for it. I can see it. But I don't want the next two seasons to be like what we've experienced for four seasons now. So I think there needs to be a finite end. And I think there needs to be a goal in place. And I think that that needs to be where they keep their focus on. For all intents and purposes, keep their eyes on the prize. 
because I see a lot of new characters and young kids being introduced, and I ain't in the long haul for this. I'm not going to ride this out till season 10, and I'm not going to see like some next, next karate kid. Mm. So that's how I feel. Cobra Kai must die, as we must all. All right? It doesn't have to be right now, but I think you got to prepare for the end. What are your thoughts, Gabe? You say no. Yeah, I know. I, I agree that everything has its time and mm-hmm. place. Mm-hmm. I think it's I think it should be a natural progression. And I keep I keep jumping back to this whole six season thing. They they had a plan for six seasons. Mm-hmm. And so hearing that early on, I was on board and I'm like, you know what? Okay, if you have a story in mind, if you have a plan um to go that long and you and you've thought out the story, then I'm gonna give you your six seasons. I'm like, I'm not really gonna like and if because like, everything I've seen so far I'm I'm good with it. I I'm enjoying the show. Um, four seasons in, yeah, I have frustrations, yeah, I have gripes, but it's not. I'm not at that level where it's like, all right, start. Uh, you bet. Like you better start wrapping this up. We have two seasons left, mm-hmm. and but I agree. If we don't move forward, if we don't progress, then we're gonna stay in the same spot. And it's like, then I don't agree with that. If you think you're gonna get ten seasons or eight seasons or something like that, then I'm gonna be like, okay, maybe it is time to to start packing it up but as for right now um i really enjoyed season four um i'm excited to see where season five goes and hopefully season six will uh, be be the conclusion um but aside from that i feel like there are great lessons that i've learned from the show like i did from the movie when i was a kid and yeah i'm i'm cautiously optimistic and hopeful for the future I think sometimes it's hard to figure out where stories are going to end up. And many times in order to understand our future, we have to look back at the past. But when looking back at the past, we need to remember that our goal is to learn from those lessons and not get stuck in it. If we dwell too much on what's come before us, we hold ourselves in almost a self-imposed prison that we can't move out of. The door is open for us to walk through. And without the experiences that got us here, we wouldn't understand what steps to take forward. But we can also be tied to those chains that have bonded us. So it should be our goal to break those cycles, those patterns of behavior, or those events that we've gone through in the past that is so easy to fall back into and to be defined by. But we must have a clear path, a goal ahead, and we must remember that moving forward is the action that we should be taking. We should be propelled onward into a future that looks brighter than the times that have passed. Never forgetting our history, but honoring it with the new challenges and decisions and choices that we make every day to grow and be better than we were yesterday. And that's the challenge that I invite each of you to take with us as we continue to move week to week and month to month as we keep searching for that meaning. And until next time, stay on that search.